coming up. I did my SARPI about a year ago, and it literally saved my life. A lot of times, you know, patients want to know, you know, is SARPI painful? Is like, what is that experience like? So like the SARPI was like, I feel like it wasn't that bad at all. It was like, uh, I walked out of there that day and it's like probably, let's just say I had three or four days. I feel like I could have gone back to work. Like I took a whole week off, but it was like, uh, I could have gone back. Uh, I think there was just the swelling in the face was the kind of only thing. Um, but I think like kind of once that went down, it was crazy because you basically, they go in and they basically, you come out of surgery like, your intermolar width is probably open two millimeters. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you already feel like you're like, God, I can feel like I can breathe better. You're mm -hmm. like, I just got like two millimeters at lunchtime. And you're like, wow, this feels amazing. And you can like, just feel the difference in like your breathing, which was pretty cool. And like outside of the swelling, I just feel like it wasn't that bad at all. Before I did the palate expansion with the Vivo side, my intermolar width is like a, was 28 millimeters, which wow. means my upper jaw was like four, I was like a four-year-old mouth mm -hmm. yeah. coupled with a nose that didn't even work. You're like, oh, good luck, buddy. Good luck. You know, we like to see for like men to women, I'm going to give you a big range because, you know, um, they, uh, about 38 to 44. The women's like 38 to 42, men's 40 to 44. So we're talking 28. You spent how many years talking to how many people, spending how many amounts of dollars <laughs> um, down every rabbit hole, MRI, CT scan, sleep studies, um, you know, different expansion devices. Um, and yet here we are, you said you're 45, 15 years later. We want to invite you to the first annual Munch Bunch Wellness and Rejuvenation Retreat in the Dominican Republic, November 9th through the 12th, 2023. It will be an all-inclusive retreat meant to refuel you, give you a chance to rest, relax, and network with others in our Munch Bunch family. We will also be talking about ways to get out of your own way so you can live your dreams, build your business, and do what you need to do. So check it out. The link is in the description, and the dates are November 9th through the 12th. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. This is Kimi Nishimoto with my co-host and ultimate girl, Megan Vanoy. Hello. And today we have someone special, a patient telling a story, Project Airway on Instagram. So we will let him introduce himself in just a moment. But first, we're going to let him pick out the weekly affirmator. All right, Greg. So here's the deal. Uh, okay. We have these awesome unicorn cards. All right. Um, and they have kind of our affirmators that we pick every week for everybody to kind of think about, sit on, set the intention for the episode. Um, so we're going to let you pick. Uh, so you're going to tell me when to stop. I'm shuffling the cards and you tell me what is and our affirmator. Now. Perfect. Joy. A little popcorn guys here. All right. Uh -huh. So 
Joy. To enjoy simply something, I simply need to add joy to it. Joy is like butter. I can put it on anything and it'll make it way better. Today, I will add joy to everything. Really slather it on. Today, I am the Oroville Redenbacher of joy. And life's popcorn is about to get it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's a cute one. I like that one. So, uh, you know, here we go. We're going to talk. I am sure that you're going to talk to us about some joy that has happened in your life as your life has changed in these past couple of years. So, Greg, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, the journey that you have recently been on, and then we're just going to pepper you with questions about it. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Um, Yeah. So I'm 45 years old. I live in North Scottsdale and uh, I've had a gym for the last 13 years work with a ton of athletes and I've been in the health space for probably 24 years now. Um, and it's something where right around the time I turned 30, um, I started to kind of notice some like brain fog and just some visual perception things going on. And remember I was 30, it all started. I went and got an MRI on my brain. I could just tell something was wrong. And uh, it was something where, I'm 30, healthy, and the doctor's like, nope, you're fine. And, you know, fast forward like 15 years later, it was like one of these things where it was like my health just progressively got worse. And I chased doctors all over the world, um, had every kind of treatment, tests, you name it. And about four years ago, after kind of turning over every kind of stone in the world of health and medicine and functional medicine, I kind of started going down the airway Um, and that's when I kind of went down the airway wormhole, started listening to some podcasts and it's kind of crazy. I literally heard uh, a podcast by Dr. Stephen Lynn just talking about like how things come back to just health and airway of our ancestors. And I remember I came in and I had just started training a new client and her husband was a functional dentist of 40 years. Hmm. And I remember um, I, was talk, I was talking to her about it and uh, she's like, yeah, you should come in and talk to my husband. You know, he was creating like expanders and retainers for like 20 years before it even started. He's mm-hmm. written books. And I remember that was uh, roughly, what was that? Like April, 2019. And I remember I went in to see him and that was when kind of like the Vivos DNA had just kind of mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. And and I feel like that's where I really kind of started to go down the airway kind of wormhole as far as figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And then I would just say little by little, I started like learning and understanding more and could have better conversations with doctors. And mm-hmm. I started to kind of have a better top down view of like, what does airway really mean? And how does someone that has issues in that space get healthy? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, during COVID, I, I had broken my nose when I was six years old, never got fixed. During COVID, I went in and I had tonsils, adenoids, uvula removed, deviated septum fixed. They did a experimental procedure where they thinned out my tongue because wow. all these things, I had tried a CPAP four different times. It didn't work. You know, I did the expander with the Vivos, then I did that, and then um, I actually kind of figured I had kind of like exhausted all options in the airway world. And then I remember about a year and a half ago, I heard a podcast 
heard someone talk about UARS. And mm-hmm. that's how I found my sleep doctor, Dr. Avram Gold. He was on Stephen Park's podcast. And mm-hmm. I remember I kind of reached out to him. And that's when I basically, you know, kind of did a telemed with him. He's like, yeah, I think you have this. And I ended up getting on a plane, uh, basically went and slept at his lab for two nights. And then here was someone saying like, oh yeah, like I'd been sleep tested four other times. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you get into REM sleep and you have severe sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And then it was one of those crazy experiences where like, it, I don't know, just like the stars were aligned and um, joy. My uh, unicorn angel was looking out for me that day. And that's when uh, Dr. Gold actually took me to, he went with me to uh, an appointment I had with a facial surgeon that he worked with and that was part of his team. And I guess that was crazy to me. Like, and uh, basically the surgeon, Dr. Gold and some orthodontists for the last 20 years have kind of been working together doing palate expansions and those types of things. And um, basically the surgeon was like, yeah, you know, I think for you, based on all these people we've been treating with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, PTSD that have seen crazy, you know, comebacks in life from a health perspective. Uh, you know, he said that, you know, 70% of these people can get benefits from like a CPAP, but he's like, you know, you're young, healthy. You know, if you want to get a hundred percent of the way back, I recommend you uh, do a SARPI. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of when I came back to Arizona and I wasn't sure if I was going to keep kind of fly back and forth to New York or not to get, you know, a procedure done and then possibly get treated by an orthodontist there. And I was lucky enough to find uh, frost orthodontics out here in Mesa. And I did my SARPI about a year ago and it literally saved my life. For people who don't know what a SARPI is, it's surgically assisted rapid palatal expander. Crushed it. Crushed it. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Hey, that was like a three at overtime right there. <laughs> like, it is a mouthful. <laughs> it, it is a mouthful to say, and it is probably a mouthful literally in your mouth. So um, it is. You know, I want to rewind a second because this is probably one of the biggest pain points that I feel for patients that I feel as a provider is you spent how many years talking to how many people spending how many amounts of dollars (laughs) um, down every rabbit hole, MRI, CT scan, sleep studies, um, you know, different expansion devices. um, And yet here we are, you said you're 45, 15 years later, you know, I'm not going to stand too much on this soapbox for too long. um, But I actually posted kind of about it on um, social media today of like, this, this question I get all the time is like, why didn't anybody tell me? Why didn't orthodontist? Why didn't, you know, this specialist? Why didn't the pediatrician? Why? Why? Right? And then when they do talk about it, or when you do try to look at some of our other options, like, why are we dismissing some of these things that we know can be so helpful, even if you don't specialize in it doesn't mean that it's not real or that it doesn't exist. Um, and I think that you are in unfortunate, unfortunate <laughs> testament to that, right? Like, 
we could have slapped Sarpy in there 15 years ago. Actually, I don't know if Sarpy was as big of a thing 15 okay. years ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. but technically speaking, <laughs> like, you know, um, and like, I'm so glad that you found those solutions now, but I'm also like, so sorry that it took us so long to get here. It's kind of one of those things where it's like my path kind of took me here. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I guess for me, you know, I was just posting a video today, like how I like feel like uh, I've learned so much and like uh, a passion was created out of the frustration and the suffering for me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, it's brought me together in life with all these people that I never would have met. Mm-hmm. And it's like call it cancer, call it palate expansion. It's like I think in life, like <clears throat> there's always going to be these periods of like health and stuff that comes up and like uh yeah, you know, there's the bad part of it, but there's also the good and like how it changes your life for the better. And who are these great people that come into your life as a result? And it's like, uh, I think it's kind of, it's all part of it. Megan and I connected that way because we both had our issues that led us into myofunctional therapy, which led us into, let's do this podcast together, like to hang out with you. And here we are now. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what gets a lot of us into this space is like, we think we have our own problems or our kids have issues and we have to go figure it out for ourselves. Um, And, you know, what's really amazing. So just so you know, we're like functional frenuloplasty buddies. Um, Dr. Zaghi (laughs) also (laughs) released my tongue tie, you know, Uh, several years ago, I guess not several, uh, August, 2020, um, is when my tongue tie was released. Um, and you know, and there he's one of the ones who's doing a ton of great research, helping bring the field forward. Dr. Richard Baxter wrote the book tongue tied. And so, but you know, how did they get into this? Right. With Dr. Baxter, his kiddos had issues and that's why he got passionate. Right. Um, and so it's exciting to see more people get passionate about it. Um, and it's exciting to have kind of the perspective that you had of like, you know, yeah, it took me 15 years to get here, but I would have never like been here without that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want to introduce this spot for Tots course, a parent's guide for toddlers ages two to five for mini Mayo. We have Megan and Kimmy going over nasal hygiene, myofunctional exercises, breathing exercises, tongue tie healing protocols, and then we have Jenny June going over sleep hygiene and Kelsey Baker going over feeding therapy and body work. Uh, the course is 297 and the link will be in the description. Okay, I'm dying to ask you a couple questions here. Yes. Okay. How bad was it to get your tonsils, adenoids, uvula removed, and your tongue shaved down? Like, please tell me how that was as an adult. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so first of all, it was like the weirdest thing. Like, uh, I was scheduled. This is during COVID, right? And there was like, I remember I woke up the day to go get the surgery done the first time. And uh, Apparently there are only two hospital beds left. And I remember I got a call on my way to the hospital the first time for my surgery. And it was like, Hey, two people coded during the night. There's no actual free beds in the hospital. So we're going to put you back in the queue. And then I like had to wait another month to get the surgery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, and then it was, uh, one of those, it was weird. I walked in the hospital the day to get to surgery and there was not one single person on the floor. Cause it was like COVID times at the hospital. It was like, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You're like, where's everyone? And then, um, I just felt like it took a long time to come back. Like from me that I love to work out every single day. And I remember at one point it was like, uh, I remember I was probably like six, seven weeks out and I would go to the gym to exercise and I would like just be stretching on the floor for 20 minutes. And I was like, I feel like I'm 90 right now. And I just had a heart replacement. And I was like, it probably took me three months to feel like I was like back to myself, like energy, sleep, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. How was the pain though? Because they say that tonsils as an adult is brutal, but I can't imagine tonsils and they say that UPP is even worse. Yeah, it's like, uh, I just remember I was like so out of it for probably two or three weeks. Hmm. I don't even like remember. I remember like right around that time the the Cobra Kai series came out. I think I grew up <laughs> watching the Karate Kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure like I watched the whole thing and like the the second week I was out from surgery and I was like, I don't remember any of it. I got to go back and watch it. But it was one of those things where it's like a, I literally just slept probably 15 hours a day and was like uh, just a zombie for probably the first three weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is brutal. (laughs) Um, How would you compare it to Sarpy? So a lot of times, you know, patients want to know, you know, is Sarpy painful is like, what is that experience like? So like the Sarpy was like, I feel like it wasn't that bad at all. It was like uh, I walked out of there that day and it's like probably, let's just say I had three or four days. I feel like I could have gone back to work. Like I took a whole week off, but it was like I could have gone back. Uh, I think there was just the swelling in the face was the kind of only thing. Um, But I think like kind of once that went down, it was crazy because you basically they go in and they basically you come out of surgery like your intermolar width is probably open two millimeters. Uh And so it's like, you already feel like you're like, God, I can feel like I can breathe better. You're like, I just got like two millimeters at lunchtime. And you're like, wow, this feels amazing. And you can like, just feel the difference in like your breathing, which was pretty cool. And like outside of the swelling, I just feel like it wasn't that bad at all. Um, as far as the tonsils, I just don't know. I just feel like the tonsils combined with like the deviated septum was like so much that my brain, my brain was like, please just like come back in a few weeks. Like we're just going to go offline, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of one of those things where like, I feel like if that's the case and it's going to just suck a little, like at what point do you just not like, I'm going to do as much as I can and then just like put it behind me. Yeah. But that's I, true. Did you yeah. notice a lot of discomfort when they shaved down your tongue? It was one of those things where like I literally just feel like from here to here for like weeks was like just horrible. So I weighed here's a interesting story. I was I almost put on a little bit of weight to go into surgery. So I was roughly like 182. Mm-hmm. I remember t- 12 days after surgery, I was 150. Oh my gosh. From not eating. 
And then, so they actually had this crazy thing where they, they did something connected to my nose, which is how you're like my feeding. I had a feeding tube because you, I couldn't eat wow. for weeks. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that had to do with like the tongue slash the nose, but it was one of those. I remember like, it was like to put the thing in for like the literally for feeding. And you're like, dude, this just isn't getting it done. Hmm. And it was just one of those things where like, I just felt like so tired. I was in a lot of pain and it was like, uh, I'll probably say like, I was going to take, I took three weeks off work and then I ended up taking another week and a half after that surgery. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those things where it's like, it wasn't, uh, it got to a point, it wasn't really pain. I almost feel like it was like my body was so tired. Mm-hmm. In conjunction with already dealing with the chronic fatigue, I just think it was a lot on like my body as far as like coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now, what was like your tonsil uh, score and like how obstructive were your adenoids and like did they do turbinates at the same time as your deviated septum? Yeah, so they did uh, turbinate reduction, deviated septum. Um, and it was kind of crazy. So my right nostril, which I broke when I was six, I was showing my business partner the other day. I think my, I think my nostril on that side was literally like 1.5 millimeters mm, versus wow. like six millimeters on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was literally like, I looked at it and it was like, how did you get any air whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So were you a mouth breather? Oh yeah. Like it's like, uh, I think my, before I did the palate expansion with the Vivo side, my intermolar width is like a, was 28 millimeters, which wow. means my upper jaw was like four. I was like a four-year-old mouth mm-hmm. yeah. coupled with a nose that didn't even work. You're like, oh, good luck, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even admit a 28. Wow. Wow. That is not a, not a high number you guys. So just so for those of you at home, <laughs> Um, you know, we like to see for like men to women, I'm going to give you a big range. Cause you know, um, they, uh, about 38 to 44, the women's like 38 to 42 men's 40 to 44. So we're talking 28 here. So like double is almost what yeah, <laughs> for, for context, for context, one of my employees has two daughters, eight, and nine years old, and they were 28 and 29 millimeters. Wow. Just so people mm-hmm. kind of have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, okay. So you did first round of expansion, you know, with the DNA, um, well, I guess Vivo spot them out, but you know, whatever. Um, what did you notice from that expansion? Did you notice any changes or did, was it until you went full Sarfi that you really noticed changes? Yeah. Like, um, I didn't really notice any difference. And I think that's the thing. Like my upper jaw went from 28 to 31 millimeters. And then my mandible went from 31 to 35 with the vivos. And I think it's because it was over 20 months. Like, I think I'm not sure what's going to happen in the future, but I think like for vivos to really give someone good nasal expansion, I feel like people would probably need a second, if not a third device. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue becomes like one I've seen, I think it's awesome because it's covered by Medicare. So I've seen like 60 and 70 year olds that don't want to have surgery, like where they can double their airway in a matter of like a year 
and it's like non-invasive and it's amazing for old people. And then I think it's really good for children, like the device they have too. I just think for like an adult 30s, 40s, 50s that has a really hard time nasal breathing and getting some good expansion in the nose, I just, it, I, it doesn't expand enough. And what ends up happening is you get fit for an expander and then you run the full length of the screw in the device. And then it's kind of like, that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. So unless they make you a second or third device, but I think that might take someone three to five years to get that same expansion. Now, I think the good thing about it is it's slow. So the body, their nervous system has a chance to get used to it. Mm -hmm. But I think the downfall is like, if you're an adult and you're considering doing this, you might have severe or bad health issues mm -hmm. and you might not really have four to five years to wait. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You and know, it's different so if you're going from like a 34 to a 36 or 36 to a 38. Right. You yeah. know, but when you're a, a 28, <laughs> I think you're trying to get, you know, 12 <laughs> to 15 millimeters. Like that's it's it's a big, big chunk. So um, what has so what has been the start fee process been like? Because that seems like that was the best fit for you. Um you know, when did you start myofunctional therapy? When did you go for the SARPY? When did you go for the tongue tie release? Because that's a big thing people are always, are always trying to figure out too is timing. And, you know, you're a lot of different people in a lot of different places since you're so you're trying to figure those things out all together. Yeah, I mean, like the one thing I would say is like, I think for people, if they need tongue tie, like they probably want to give space for their tongue to actually have somewhere to go. So when you retrain the posture that you can maintain the length from a nervous system perspective otherwise you're just releasing a bigger tiger into the same small cage and then you can't really get any new length and utilize it so the nervous system is like well why aren't we just going to kind of go back to where we were and i think that's why people tend to not have success with like a tongue tie if even if they're doing myo it's like maybe they don't have somewhere to go but like i did my sarpy February 18th in 22. So I'm literally just roughly over a year. Mm -hmm. And then I actually had my tongue tie tomorrow will be 30 days. What have you noticed from your tongue tie release? So this is the crazy thing. Like I think for everything I did, even my sleep doctor in New York or even after I did the Sarpy, like my fatigue wouldn't go away. And I literally think it's because my tongue couldn't seal my palate because mm -hmm. it was tied down. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, a, oh, you've got a severe tie, but it was like basically the floor of my mouth was mm -hmm. basically coupled with my tongue. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what I did, nothing worked. And the crazy thing has been like, the last I've literally dreamed every single night. Yeah. And I like remember and it's like uh I told my business partner after 15 years, like I don't know, it might take my body three to six months to come back from this, but I feel like my metabolism is that like of a 15 year old, and I think it's because my body can like actually recover and repair. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um so it's literally been that. And then I think, um, so I've been doing Mayo. This would be like six month mark. Um, and then I think between doing the Mayo every single day, um, using the 
the the Remplenish the water bottle, but that's awesome. And then I've been using the Excite OSA for like 25 days straight. Like that thing is awesome too from uh, strengthening your tongue. But it's basically like a just kind of basically like electrical current strengthening your tongue. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of one of those things for someone that had a low tongue their entire life. I feel like it has really helped in conjunction with my myofunctional therapy to kind of just give some tone and strength to a tongue that never worked its entire life. Yeah. We're big Remplenish fans over here. They've been on the podcast. Um, Kimmy puts one in every single one of her kids. We said, I've had the patient, I've had patients who are like participating in their study right now. So we're big old Remplenish fans over here. Yeah. <laughs> we hung out with, uh, I got to hang out with the Enders at a, uh, an airway conference the year before last and we had a blast. So, uh, yeah, we love the Remplenish. Um, you know, we love, and that's like when I first started myofunctional therapy, when I first kind of started learning about this stuff 10 years ago, all we did was talk about the tip of the tongue on the spot, mm-hmm. right? So even 10 years yeah. ago, we were just talking about the tip of the tongue, right? And now, you know, and then, you know, since working more with, you know, the like more current research, we know it's not just about the tip of the tongue. It's soft palate sealing with the roof of the mouth, creating that negative pressure, proper nasal uh, patency to make sure you can breathe through your nose, right? And then it's that seal with the soft palate. I literally probably do this like 10 times a day with patients. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. (laughs) And to get that tongue up in the back. um, And so often that's why people have like, maybe they've done myofunctional therapy before in their previous years, or they've done tongue thrust therapy and they're like four bigger, you know, many, many years ago. Right. But um, what we know now, right. And it's so important to keep up with the, what we know now, we've got to get that that tongue up fully sealed with a soft palate. So when we sleep at night, um, you know, it's able to maintain the genio. What is it? The genioglossus is the only muscle that stays contracted while we sleep, as long as it's strong enough and it's up there. So the rest of us get to relax, (laughs) but that, that bad boy is the workhorse of sleep, right? We've been curious about the excite OSA. We should do an episode on that. See if we can't get with them, but um, it's awesome to see that you're able to do do these things and then see the results following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about the Excite. Um, if you're okay sharing it, did you get it through your medical insurance or did you pay for it? And do you mind sharing like how much it costs? So uh, I'll tell you this, like, uh, I think like, uh, cause I actually want to, I looked, talked to an attorney about actually, you know, the sell them. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's one of those things where it's like uh I think it's one of those tools, first of all, that like, uh, like for even for a gym, like, I don't think it's like a sleep or snoring device. Like it's a breathing device. Like, first of all, I feel like everyone could benefit from using this thing. I literally think just from like most people I'd say that have never actually done Mayo. And if they've had like a low tongue posture, they probably don't know what it's like to actually have like good suction and tongue mm-hmm. strength. Yeah, They like don't definitely. know what they're missing out on. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wow, my nose works really good because of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's like, you know, it's like how much your tongue pushes on your palate to create the vacuum effect to your nose to actually work. Um, but as far as the device I think like people can sell them at like all kinds of different prices, but like, oh, like at a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I think they're listed at 1650. 
But like, I just went outside the United States because in Canada, you don't need uh, medical insurance. And like, mm. I just felt like everything when it comes to this stuff is like, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time. Like, uh, I talked to my pulmonologist the other day. I'm like, oh, have you ever used uh, an Excite OSA with some of your older clients to help them breathe better? It's like, well, you know, that's a sleep device. And it's like, well, okay. Kimmy went to Turkey to get her deviated septum taken care of and her <laughs> husband's deviated septum taken care of. So we mm-hmm. medical tourism is not uh, beyond us. <laughs> yeah, but like, get on a plane, go see a good doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we we're on board with that one. <laughs> okay, okay. So it was about sixteen hundred ish. I paid a thousand for mine. I think they have to list them for sixteen fifty, but people can sell them what they want. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And then the the thing with them is like uh with each mouthpiece, it's like a ninety day kind of comes to its end, and then you got to replace the mouthpiece. So it's got a license. So then basically every ninety days you got to replace the mouthpiece, which I think people sell between 75 and 150 bucks. So Mm -hmm. now you're dealing with that too, but kind of like a CPAP where they suggest every three months or every six months you need to replace. Yeah. Or electric toothbrush head. (laughs) My my toothbrush. So, okay. Let's play a game here. We're going to. Oh, see, there we go. Truth or dare. Yeah. We're going to say um, one of the things that you did and like, maybe like, was it, could it have been avoided or did you have to do it? Right. So, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Tonsils and adenoids. Were they like so obstructive that you had a hard time breathing or were they grade four? Were they touching? Were they kissing cousins? Kissing cousins. I like that. I'm stealing that moving forward. Um, no, like I actually think no, but I wish I, to this day, I wouldn't have let the guy touch my tongue. Because I literally think it's like a, I feel like forever I will not seal my palate as well from actually having the tongue, the base of the tongue reduced as far as like having that stickiness to it. Like I just feel like it's yeah. like a, a weaker seal as a result. And I was like, that was, that was my doctor making an extra 3K during COVID times. Yeah. I literally yeah. am like, mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think about the U triple P? Actually, like I talked to someone about it the other day, like, uh, I feel like it can be really good. Like as far as like in context to what, like, should people get it or. Do you feel like it, it was necessary you? for you or could um, you have passed on it? Like necessary or passed? I would say probably say pass. Okay. What about the first round of expansion? I would never have done that if I knew what I knew today. Mm-hmm. I just, here's the one rule of thumb I'd tell anyone. If you really need a lot of nasal expansion, I would say to not go that route. I think it's a great device for certain people, but like, I feel like it's like a, I think it's more like you kick the can down the road two more years to find out that like it didn't do what you thought it could do. Mm. And it's not even the money. It's more like two years of your health that you didn't get from using it that like, you're like, all right, this still isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing your point. 
What about the deviated septum where you had the break from when you were a kid? Necessary or pass? That was definitely necessary. Like to see like this 3D CT scan after it was like, oh, now my nose actually works. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to throw, throw you some softballs. Uh, yeah, the Sarpy. That was, that was game changer. I tell people now, like I literally feel like I have three noses. Mm. I just breathe so much better. It's like, uh, I literally had allergies horrible my whole life. And now I have none. Oh, I, I literally no post nasal drip, like no runny nose. It's like, uh, and it's just like, I probably say it. Like, I remember like at the four month mark, I woke up one day before I even opened my eyes. And my first thought was like, God, I breathe so good. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, All right. That's Okay. Hi, surgery or pass? Um, oh, definitely have it. That was easy. Yeah. I feel like the tongue tie, I literally got home that night, ate the same food, and I was like, God, why would someone not go get this? <laughs> so I was 17 weeks pregnant when I got mine, so I couldn't do it. Uh, I, I know. And, uh, and I, I was allowed to. Dr. Sagi did it, um, but uh, I was past my first trimester. I could do it, and but I couldn't take any pain pills, and I was like really kind of like nervous about it. And I actually like that was the only week of my pregnancy that I was sick. So I actually threw up like four hours afterwards, um, and uh, I still don't think it was that bad of pain. And I think going through that has like changed my life so much entirely. Like I would never, I would do it one million times over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a surreal day. I've never gotten on a plane and been like, oh, I'm going to go get surgery, get back on the plane and come home. That's what I did. Like, <laughs> what, a, what a happy little Thursday that was. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like flew in on Tuesday, had tongue tie surgery Thursday and flew home on Friday. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and then last but not least, and I'm hoping this is a softball, myofunctional therapy or pass myofunctional therapy it's kind of like this i think every adult would benefit from like if they had to do myo for like 15 minutes a day for three months i think people would be like wow there's like a lot that i realize i don't do well or how i compensate and i think like mm -hmm. the majority of people would just breathe better mm -hmm. but it's kind of like i feel like my suffering was like i'm all in on anything to to be better yeah, I had a guy walk into my gym today. He works next door and he's like, yeah, I have really bad back pain and he doesn't do anything. And I was like, I was like, dude, all you got to do is like walk for 10 minutes. Like, I don't want to exercise. It's like, you just told me you have like crippling pain, but it's like, I feel like that's a lot of people when it comes to health and you're like, I don't, I'm like, why would you not want to be healthy? I guess I'm around people all day long that have had multiple joint replacements, 60, 70 years old. And like, at some point, if you haven't taken care of yourself, you're so far gone, you can't get it back. And then I just feel like people are living, but they're miserable. And mm -hmm. you're like, at what point do you just like, take care of yourself? I don't know. Yeah. That was my soapbox. <laughs> That's a good soapbox. It's, it's, a, it's a really good soapbox, because it's true, right? Like, we see patients all the time who have like, 
who have stories similar to yours, or they've been dealing with job pain for 10 years, they've been dealing with this, they've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars, right? Um, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, let's get you going to myofunctional therapy. And sometimes they're like, eh, I just don't really know if I want to, you know, that doesn't happen to me so much in my practice anymore. Like, usually by the time they get to me, they're like, I'm in, we're doing this, right? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, how much longer do you want to suffer? And like, why not take a chance or an investment in your health and really see how far you can go? So I love it. I think that's a beautiful place, you know, for us to wrap up. So, um, Greg, if well, first of all, people want to find your gym. What's your gym's name? Uh, Premier Fitness Systems. We're in North Scottsdale, Arizona. Awesome. I love it. Okay, And if they want to find you on social media. Project Airway or PFS Golf. That's my IG for exercise. Perfect. And you're on YouTube too, right? Yep. The Project Airway or PFS Golf. That's my YouTube as well. Awesome. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, taking time out of your night, out of your evening walk uh, to chat with us more. And thank you for being such an advocate um, for airways and advocate for obviously, you know, myofunctional therapy and tongue ties. You know, we love that around here. Um, and we're excited to keep tracking your journey. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. All right, you guys. So if you want to find us on social media, you know, you can find us at the Munch Bunch podcast. Um, uh, you can find me at NWMFT. You can find Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. Um, and you can also find us in the Dominican Republic in November, November 9th through 12th. We're hosting our first uh, Munch Bunch retreat. Uh, we're talking about not just your overall health, but mindset airways, burnout. Um, we're trying to get you guys all in person so we can love on you there too. So if you guys have more questions about that, let us know. So, all right, Greg, we'll let you finish up your walk and we will chat with you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye.